Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Disfluencers podcast with Brandy and Dave. It is I, Dave, here once again to welcome you all into our little corner of the podcasting universe, and along with that, our guest for this episode, one Jen LaForge of YouTube fame, of a YouTube channel of the same name, Jen LaForge, and also Joyful Living with Jen. In this episode, we get into a lot of creator talk, including Jen's visit to VidCon this year. Also, DVC, Run Disney, and obviously a bunch of Disney favorites, including our favorite topic, food and lounges. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Disfluencers podcast with Jen LaForge. Brandy, we're running into the next episode. I know, this is great, but let me guess, you're excited because you're always excited. I'm always excited. <laughs> I love talking to our, our, I, our, I our Disney enthusiast brother and, yes. and sister and sister and that's not right. I don't know. Family. Listen, you're the one with the brains here. I we have, all know this. Yeah, I know. Well, so, it's late. So. You'll have to figure that part out <laughs> on your own. I don't know, Brandy. In my experience, usually the one who is saying you're the one with the brains is not necessarily the way that the thing is happening. So I don't know. Okay, sorry. Your show. I, I'll be quiet now. I, I just had to make looking, that. I keep looking at the screen so, and, and Jen was like... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like such a classic line. You know, I don't know, honey. I mean, you're the smart one. Yeah, that's probably it. That's so true. <laughs> that is the voice of Jen LaForge. Jen, welcome in to the Disfluencers podcast. Thank you so much for joining Brandy and I. Oh, you're kidding. Thanks for having me. This is such an honor. I love it. So great. So great. So great. And Dave's and excited. I am excited. <laughs> That's how I roll. It's, he always it's... says he's excited. Oh, I do. <laughs> so. I am too. I just never get to say it. <laughs> Jeez, bring it. Oh, oh. oh, oh I I'm it. ready, Dave. Off the, off the rails already. <laughs> off the rails already. But Jen LaForge of Jen LaForge, the YouTube channel, fame. Disney runner extraordinaire, DVC expert, Disney enthusiast, world traveler, especially on cruises. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube journey started a year and a half ago. What prompted it? Um, first of all, let me just say, if you ever think you're going to start a YouTube channel and you think it might go somewhere, don't just go with your name, like your actual <laughs> legal name. <laughs> not like the best call I've ever made in my life. And then you get to a certain point and you're like, oh, I can't, it, there's no point now. Like it's out there. It's like toothpaste mm -hmm. out of a tube. There's there's yeah. no point. So <laughs> I like to say I'm hiding in plain sight. Like what, so what are you going to do? It's all out there. But um, so I was a blogger. In fact, I was listening to your interview with my friend Jackie uh, from Super Enthused. Oh. She and I have a very similar journey. And we've actually become quite good friends because we started kind of close to the same time. Right. And uh, she was a blogger first, as was I, and I got some traction with blogging, but it just didn't really, wasn't really working for me and um, quit my job. I guess I'm semi-retired now is what I'm supposed to say and decided to, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm not even 50 years old. So I don't, I feel weird saying I'm retired, but I really don't want to go back to regular work anytime soon. So 
It's a good choice. You know, it's a good amazing choice. right now. Well, and I, you know what, Randy? I literally I started working full time when I was 18 years old and mm-hmm. I did not have the normal college experience and I was just exhausted and didn't want to do what I was doing anymore, but I didn't really know what I did want to do. So I was like, okay, I need some time. And this idea of a grown-up gap year started kind of percolating with me. And I was like, kids take a gap year to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Seems like a good option for me. Uh, My husband's a pilot. He travels a lot. The kids were leaving the house. So nobody cared if I wasn't here. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I mean, he cares when he's home from a trip. But I mean, half the time he's gone anyway. So it's like, you know what? I am going to go do what I want to do. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to travel a ton. And I wanted a way to document it. And I do have a communications background and a friend had said you know what you should do YouTube because it'd be a great way for you to kind of um, you know journal this in a video style and if nothing else you can just share it with friends and family in the back of my mind I was like well maybe this could be a book someday because I think there's a lot of people in midlife that find themselves in my same situation that you know they've been doing the same thing for so long and they feel a little bit trapped and if you're gonna make a change you start to feel like okay if I don't make it now I'm never gonna make it right um, so started recording what I was doing and one thing led to the next and it got more and more traction and I started, um, being able to make enough money at it that I could keep doing it. If that makes sense. Cause y'all know the stuff we do, um, that's that big misnomer. It's not free, right? Right. To do your podcast, to do your YouTube channel. None of it's free. And I knew that I at least needed it for it to pay for itself. And so that started happening and I just kept going and now we're here and I actually have two channels now. So I have my main channel and then I have the uh, Joyful Living with John LaForge, which is more like lifestyle, um, home organization and that kind of thing. And it's it's been a really wacky journey that I never could have written for myself. <laughs> but that's the best kind. I, I love it. And and I, I I always go with, you know, you made a really good analogy there with the uh, the gap year between high school and college to quote unquote figure out what you want to do when you grow up. Um, yeah. I'm 39. I still haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Someday, honey. I, I I go with the the Gary V <laughs> adage of, you know, it's only the first quarter. It's only halftime ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a whole lot of whole lot of time left. So I love the gap year thing, though. I mean, I had that's a gap just because you want a I gap could, year now. I had a gap couple years. <laughs> <laughs> but I could I could handle a few more. I like that idea. I love it because there's just so many things out there to do, and it's awesome. That that's true. And then the I'm taking uh, notes here. I'm like, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's the question I get asked most often, probably Brandy. And that's what I think. I think I need to do like a whole video series on that because we literally took money out of retirement for me to be able to do that, and. You know, even um, I have a great therapist, and if anybody doesn't have a therapist, they should go get one. I feel like having a therapist is like having a dentist. You don't want to wait until you need one, until you have one. Um, But my therapist was like, well, in a way, this is for your retirement, because you don't want to wait to figure this stuff out until you're, you know, really getting old. You want to figure it out now. So what better use of that money that you set aside than to take some of it and do this and travel? And so that's what enabled me to do it. And I realized not everybody can do that. I mean, not everyone can can say, um, you know, just step out of their lives for a year. Um, but it it was such an amazing experience that part of me is like, if you started, like Brandy, if you were like, this is something I really want to do. Well, if you started planning right now, in five years, you could probably make it happen. 
You know, if you start thinking it through intentionally, Dave, if you were like, oh my gosh, even if it was six months, you know, there's, there's fields where they take sabbaticals and the concept of a sabbatical is so healthy and good. And yet hardly anyone feels like they can give themselves permission to do that. But I think what you gain long-term in terms of every aspect of your life is super valuable. It's, it's uh, long game versus, versus short game. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the business world. Everything's measured in 90 day clips. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's, everyone's worried about what the next quarter is going to be. You're lucky if you're planning for a year. Whereas like you just said, like a lot of this, if you look at it longer term and this isn't a, a flash in the pan that you're planning to do, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be the same thing when it comes to, um, videos on YouTube or or whatever social media it is, who knows what 10 years from now is going to bring with the outlets, but it's the content that matters yeah. and and that's what that's what transfers and I'm I'm interested too. Let's take a gap year. Let's just do it. I love it. Why not? I love it. I as Why you not? said that 10 years, it made me think of like when YouTube started and I was like, who's going to watch videos of people talking about themselves? And here we are. Like how ridiculous. Like now I look back and like, well, that was the dumbest thing to think ever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> No, it, it, it can you I, I, I can't believe how much all of it has changed and and by the way why did we not start making videos back then like I'm kind of like oh dang it did I get in too late but no my answer to that is no because everyone always asks me that I feel like there's so many youtubers well what great writer has ever said oh I just I I don't want to be a writer there's just so many writers like are you kidding you know like yeah yeah, there's too many books we're we're done with ideas we're done with fresh conversations that's the great thing about being a human you're never done with fresh conversations and there there's only one brandy there's only one dave there's only one me and we bring our own story to the table so you know there's always a fresh expression i've kind of said all along my goals were to educate entertain and inform and if I can do those three things, I'm going to, that's what I did with my blog. That's what I did. I was a pastor for 10 years. That's what I did then. And I was in retail management for years. That's what I did then. Like that is who I am regardless of how it's being implemented. So if you can drill down to that, and I think some people need some time to even figure that out. Like what, what's my purpose? Well, then you can apply that to a whole bunch of different mediums. This just happens to be how we're expressing that. Right. Yeah. And I, I love it. And I just, I laugh all the time thinking like that. I, I hear that. I hear myself say that, you know, back then. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. You know, cause that's, that's pretty much all we watch is YouTube at this point. Well, mm-hmm. Brandy. Well, and friends. Brandy tried to get me to, <laughs> yeah. Brandy tried to get me to start a YouTube channel four years ago. <laughs> and, and I've always been more forward on this stuff, right? Like I've been podcasting for almost 10 years You're definitely in some extrovert. capacity, but I just never, never wanted to, it's really weird for me to say this because I just really don't care. I just never wanted to put myself out there. And then, <laughs> then you start down that road and I'm sure you're in the same boat being, I think, I want to say we started around the same time. We're about a year and a half, aren't we? Almost two years. I don't even know. But at any rate, you, you know what I'm saying? Like six months into it, I was like, why didn't we start this in 2011? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And and the whole saturation thing, it's always, that that's always been true. In, because when, you know, if in 2011, there were a lot fewer YouTubers, but there were a lot fewer people watching YouTube, right? right? Exactly. So, yeah. so it's all, um, 
relative. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. My demographic of, you know, middle-aged women, it's hysterical because they're starting to flock to YouTube like crazy, where, you know, if you read anything even written a year ago about YouTube, it's like, oh, YouTube is primarily for, you know, teenagers and young adults. And I'm watching that shift dramatically. And, you know, you've got YouTube creators now that cater to that audience that have 500,000 subscribers. And it's still kind of under the radar. Like people right. are still aren't quite, if they don't watch YouTube, they don't get how much it really is become a platform for everybody yeah. across right. the board. Right. And you know, everyone's, everyone has said that about a ton of platforms that have come up. Facebook was just for college kids. And now it's just for, I mean, what 40 to 65. Yeah. I mean, everyone's on it, but I mean, it's, it's primarily, <laughs> you know, middle-aged to grandma at this point. Instagram was just for photographers. Right. Now it is the medium outlet for quote-unquote influencers. Yep. YouTube's the same way. TikTok's going to be the same way, a personal opinion, but that's my new jam. I'm telling you. Are you on TikTok yet? So it's really funny. When I was at VidCon... <laughs> I have it on my phone when I was at VidCon and I don't know who they were, uh, but there was this row of TikTokers behind me that were all very young men and they all looked, um, they were big names. And so at VidCon, the creators have their own floor, so they're not mingling. Have you guys been? Have you gone to VidCon? No, it's, it's on my list of stuff to talk about. So let's start here yeah. and we'll go into it. Yeah, so at any rate, they were sitting behind me and they were kind of acting up, but we were in, of all things, we were in the tax uh, breakout, <laughs> which, you know, it was important to them, obviously. And they all had managers and whatever. And um, I, I was asking them about it and they were helping me download it on my phone. I'm like, okay, you guys, I don't have any idea what this whole world is, but now I wish I had written down their names because they all make their living. None of them were working outside of that. Like this is how they were making wow. their living. And I think the oldest one in the group was 23. Um, and this is what they do. And then yeah. I saw people like posing with them and taking pictures with them. I'm like, I don't get it. And one of them said he would live stream for like four days at a time. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, like he would live stream. It, it's it's beyond my. It's very Truman Show, the live streaming right. end of it. Because yeah. I I was asking like, how do you guys make money? One of my favorite things is to have conversations with people when they're used to everyone knowing who they are. You have no idea who they are, right? Yeah. Because because then you can like ask questions and they look at you like, how do you not know this? But I don't know what I don't know. You know. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said that that the way they make money on TikTok is literally with those live streams. But it is him yeah. sleeping, eating, like the whole. And I'm. I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm not doing that anytime soon. Nobody get excited for that to happen. <laughs> but the, but the only so so TikTok is like you remember Vine? Yeah. So it's Vine only with a musical component, so you can drop in sounds over top of it, right? So you get okay. that portion of it. The only reason I am this into it is because our daughter's 12, and she's been on it since it was musically three and a half years ago oh yeah so we've known about it for a long time and then she's like you got to do this it's like okay and it's just like scroll, well scroll, and scroll. you like doing the little videos with her and I, stuff i, I, like, I do I, I, I do and i like it as an outlet i really think it's cool <laughs> okay so what's your name on tiktok because i'll make you like my first person Aww, it's brandy and dave, dave. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. I don't even. Well, look at me. I'm writing it down. Right Why? I, I don't know. Because well, now I have it. Yeah, because then you won't. You won't. I think do we're it Brandy you, and Dave you know, on any. Brandy and Dave on everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Not Dave and Brandy though, because that's other people. Yeah, that's a funny story. Um, 
No, there's a cruise vlog. There's a cruise vlogging couple named yeah. Dave and Brandy that have very similar size as we are when it comes like to yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. And we didn't even know this until yeah. like way later. We were oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's funny. We didn't even check shout that out. out. Shout out to Dave and Brandy if yeah. they ever want to be on this. If they ever <laughs> hear this, we got to. So the funny thing is, is uh, one of one of our YouTube friends follows both of us, and we <laughs> both went live a minute apart. So it popped up on his phone, and it said Dave and Brandy are live and then it said brandy and dave are live on his phone oh, that's hysterical I know, right just funny. i need to do a better job when i go live of checking and seeing who else is scheduled to go live at the same time as i am no, you don't. Uh, well but i mean i have like people that are my friends that i yeah. feel like a jerk if i go live at the same time as they do i don't know yeah we we understand that we completely understand <laughs> we're like this person's on right now so we should probably wait a little bit yep <laughs> We just want to yeah. be considerate coworkers, right? Right. That's what it comes down right. to. That's what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> any rate, so TikTok, you get on that and okay. we'll talk. So All right. um, follow Jen on TikTok. Follow Jen on TikTok. Yeah. We'll put it okay. in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now you have to give She's me it. One, <laughs> one more platform. Can I handle one more platform? Everyone I don't know. Can. We'll see. Everyone can. <laughs> Everyone can handle one more platform. Um, so you're at VidCon. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, why don't you just give us a quick overview and then what led you to going? Yeah. So all my professional life, whenever it's been time to learn something new, I'm like, oh, well, you go to a conference and, you know, you kind of know what to expect and you know you're going to be drinking out of a fire hose and there's going to be a lot of information. But that's it. Mm -hmm. getting into a new industry. And because I came from a ministry background. It was in children's ministry first, and then I was in regular ministry, and then I was in retail. Like, it's all part of just continuing education, like in any field. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if I'm taking this to the next level, I was starting to make um, enough money at that point that I knew I needed to know what I didn't know, right? I needed to learn stuff. Right. Primarily, honestly, you guys, I went to learn tax information, business information, how to set up my LLC. Um, mm -hmm. What there was a girl that I met there, her channel is all up in yo business and seriously like and she's a, a lawyer in uh, california or no i guess she's in colorado but she does these amazing videos for small business owners oh, and she okay. and i chatted a lot and i just felt we don't have co-workers really we have videos we can watch as right. youtube creators but we don't co-workers so i needed that part of it I did not really understand what a um, carnival it is in, in the, I mean, it, it, it was weird. Like there was some weirdness about VidCon, right. um, like the little kids. Um, yeah. Like, let me just say, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say this, this is an FTC thing that I'm getting ready to say. So, you know, the whole FTC, and I think a lot of people listening to this, I'm assuming are other creators. So I think they will track with this. The FTC thing where, where they're starting to do the how you can't target ads to minors, right? So the right. whole targeting ad thing. Right. I'm sitting there watching these kids run around, and I watched another video affirming this for me. They're also not following child labor laws. That's true. So you've got all these right. little kids, and a lot of them, and I would say 98% of them, right? It's families. It's people like you guys, and you're mm -hmm. with your kid, and you're having a great time. And it's not at all, it, it's great. The kid loves it, you love it, it's a win-win. Right. I saw some of not that at VidCon. I saw oh, some I of kids being, I mean, we're talking kids that are five, six, seven years old, mm -hmm. getting yelled at to do the take again, to do the Instagram shot again. Right. Um, very, very intense. 
I'm sure they're putting in 12, 14 hour days as they're there at this conference. Oh and I'm walking around going, who is regulating these kids? Right. You know, how much are they working? A lot of them are homeschooled. How's that? Because, you know, if a kid works in Hollywood, if they're an actor, the rules are crazy, right? right. About how right. many, there's got to be a tutor on set mm -hmm. and how many hours they can work yeah. and what happens to their money. That's the big question. And so far, YouTube hasn't done anything with all of that. Mm -hmm. And I really think that's going to be the next big thing that not mm -hmm. only is going to happen and is really going to change the game, but it should happen. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's really unacceptable. And I was that part of it kind of as a mom, I did not like it felt very oogie to me. And um, I ended up going up to the creator floor and basically just staying there the majority of the time which that part was great. It was mm -hmm. really good information. I got to hear from some great speakers. I probably don't need to go again, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I went once, but I would say with a couple of exceptions, there was not a lot that I learned there that I couldn't have learned by searching for the things I was curious about on YouTube. Right. So. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, I, I saw that you were going and I was, I was frankly impressed and intrigued. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess the question is, I guess you kind of answered it. It was worth it to go once. Yes. And I would say even the exhibit floor itself, uh, you know, just being able to test out some new equipment to see the vendors that are there is really interesting. I got to meet the people from TubeBuddy who I've been chatting with forever. And they were, I mean, my interactions with them, it always helps when you work with a company on a regular basis to meet the actual people that right. are behind the scenes. Um, that part of it was cool. I did meet some great creators. The weird disconnect at VidCon was what you had was huge creators that were doing the presenting. And then I would chat with teeny tiny creators, a lot of whom hadn't even put up one video. Oh, wow. That's so I was kind of I mean, like, not, but... I, but I didn't understand what was going on. I was kind of like, how do you even call yourself to me until you've put up, you know, 10 videos? Like, are you really even a YouTube creator? Like you need to right. be creating YouTube videos. So that part of it, I, I felt like someone that I would, and I'm not even really considered mid-size yet because I'm just shy of 10,000 subscribers. So I'm still right. in that small Congrats category. Oh, thank you. Um, maybe by the time this podcast goes up, yes. let's hope. I doubt awesome. it, but you never know. By awesome. the end of the year, that's my goal. Mm -hmm. But there really wasn't anyone speaking to us. And what was odd was with those small, tiny creators, then the presenters were talking about people who are doing this full time and are hiring staff. Wow. And I'm going, somebody here did not know their audience. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. if, right. that was my big uh, feedback. I've heard that there are some other smaller conferences that are a little more, um, probably would be more geared towards me. Um, but I definitely think it's worth going once, especially if you can combine it with, with a Disneyland trip, which is what I ended up doing. Um, Obviously. Yeah, then it, then it can be a fun way to write off your trip to Disneyland. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you said you got to uh, get hear some talks from some uh, some large creators. Um, who? who? <laughs> yeah, no. So people like Daryl Eaves, um, mm -hmm. who do a lot of educating for creators. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, a lot of the other creators that talked were people that do like a comp sketch comedy. And my son knew who they were, but I couldn't even give you their names. Does that make sense? It, it's yes. like, yeah, 100%. Um, and then um, what's his name? Oh, come on. He lives in California and the Daily Woo. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam. He Adam. was there. I got to chat with Adam for a while. He was very sweet. Um, we've got some mutual friends. Uh, there weren't really very many, if any, big Disney creators there. Um, right. It was very much other um, industries. And the one, that was a big eye-opener for me because I kind of tend to get sequestered in my little Disney YouTuber world. Oh, my gosh, y'all. YouTube is is obviously... Because that's, those are the videos that I first started watching. So you kind of go in, it's like Harry Potter, right? You go in your Diagon Alley and you're like, oh, this right. is all there is. Well, there's a whole, there's street after street after street of other types of creators. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not being good about giving you any big names because. No, you're good. You're but good. I knew they had massive channels, but they weren't, there wasn't anybody that I follow that I was like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting to see this person. <laughs> so the The. the... The only big name that I semi follow, uh, Roberto Blake, I knew was going to be there giving a talk. He's, uh -huh. again, focused on YouTube content. Um, so that's cool. And the Disneyland, that, that's a that's a good hack for sure. Um, add that on to the end of it and, and go <laughs> go to town yeah. for, for real. So so you mentioned you're closing in on 10K. Um, uh -huh. Congrats on that. Tons of explosive growth really out of the gate. Um I, I guess um, a lot of your videos are are really focused, and you mentioned it, education plus entertainment um, plus bringing value, right? And and a lot of a lot of the topics that you've broached, I mean, especially DVC, are are things that there's not a ton of content out there for that. I mean, did did you do that? I guess specifically on purpose that you look at the look at it and say, well, I have this information and no one else is sharing it because I feel that it, and I want to get into DVC a little bit. Um, but I feel that a lot of the stuff with DVC is, hey, we bought DVC and then you never hear about DVC from that creator <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I would say. I always try to make videos that I can't find. So when I first, the first video that I did that now I think is at like 130,000 views or something, I did not know what I was doing. I didn't know how to search for tags. I didn't know how to title a video. I didn't know how to do a thumbnail. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I did know, however, that when we were going to buy DVC, the only videos that I could find, and this was way back in, so YouTube was just little, but even blog posts and things like that were either... I sell DVC, right? Or um, I'm a travel agent or someone who was, had a dog in the fight, if you will. Right. I did Makes not sense. find a lot of objective DVC owners saying this is the actual experience when you own Disney Vacation Club. Mm -hmm. And even podcasts and things that I would listen to, they were always sponsored by somebody and it just never felt like people were giving the real truth. So the first video I did was to say, guess what, guys? At seven months, there's hardly anything available. So when people tell you, buy wherever you want because it's not going to matter because you can stay wherever you want at seven months and all of these things that I would hear, and I'm like, it's not the truth. I don't <laughs> think those people are lying. I think that they are regurgitating information that they have been given. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see anybody living it that was out there talking about, yeah, there's some positive things, but there's also a lot of negative Right. And honestly, it's funny, Dave, because that's where I've kind of landed in all of my videos. <laughs> like, I, I even, you know, people are like, because I'm not a travel agent, 
I don't sell DVC. I don't work for DVC. After what I said about Little Mermaid Live, my career as Disney Media is out the window. That ain't <laughs> never going to happen. So I, you know, I like that. I am independent. And if Disney does something that I, I don't, I try to be very positive, right? Because who has room for negativity? But if Disney does something that I feel like is not up to standards, like the other day on Twitter, I was talking about, I think the price increases are ridiculous. And I think that you're paying so much more for tickets and you, we're paying so much more and we're getting less as yeah. far as flexibility and things like that. I'm not okay with it. And I'm going to say it. And because I don't have a dog in a fight, I'm free to say what I want. And I wasn't, I didn't really understand. I don't think how important that was going to be to me, but I think because I was a pastor for so long and I always had to watch what I said, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll be, I'll be jiggered to quote my grandfather. If I'm going to now go back and, and be limited on how I can frame something right. to always put a spin on it. I'm like, no, it's, it's not all sunshine and pixie dust. Mm -hmm. And there's some things that need to be addressed and you need, especially if you're going to buy a timeshare, right? It's it's a timeshare, y'all. Like everyone's talking about it. it's a club. It's a timeshare, y'all. Like that's the title of my book. It's a timeshare, y'all. It's so, a real estate contract that you are entering into. Yeah, and and you, you know you really everybody uh, who or oh, and then those are the other people are the true died in the wool. They think DVC is is like their religion, and they love to comment on my videos about all the things that I'm wrong about and that is okay with me because it starts conversations and that's yeah. positive. I love our Disney Vacation Club membership. However, I actually would be fine without it and I don't right. think it's the be all and end all and I think you can be a big Disney fan and actually never own Disney Vacation Club. Mm -hmm. So it, It's funny because we're not DVC and... Oh, I'm out of here. Bye. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> So, so, so we're the thing is is that the type of family that we are and the way we vacation to Disney, we should be. Yeah. But I keep running the numbers and the longer I push it off, the worse those numbers get because now you know, if I were to buy in right now, I can't buy resale because I can't I, 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 I don't get the perks. So yeah, it might only be 15% off of an AP, but all that adds up. And the the cost of DVC direct from Disney in any capacity is is not cheap. And I feel, it's just me, um, maybe I'm beyond that at that point. When, when it comes to like Disney nerddom, I, <laughs> I, I know that I can do the math so that it works out better than dropping 40K on what, what I want to get. Well, and I'm going to say something that is going to maybe draw some um, some hate, but... Ooh, good. I know. <laughs> the reality is, you know, um, rich people don't have DVC. Can I just tell you that? Rich people don't buy timeshares. Right. <laughs> Now, I can say that because I own a timeshare, right? <laughs> it, is, it is it is a upper middle class, middle class working, you know, there's there's a group yeah. of us that want to save money on luxury accommodations that can't afford to stay at the Grand Floridian for a week every year, but we like the luxury accommodations. So mm -hmm. this is how we get it. Mm -hmm. You don't get housekeeping. You don't, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you don't get. If you, and, and when you're spending $40,000 and then you're getting less, in my opinion, in terms Agreed. of flexibility. And Disney is charging. I'm getting. I'm working on a video right now, 
and and hear me there are some really rich people that own DVC, mm-hmm. but they don't even know what they own. They don't know how to use it. They, right. you know, let me let me make past judgment on all rich people right now because you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry. If you're a rich person and you own DVC, I stand corrected. I'm just saying this idea. It's become like a Prada bag, and it's uh-huh. it's nonsense. Right. It isn't a Prada bag. We are target <laughs> shoppers who, <laughs> you know, we like to get a good value, and when the mm-hmm. value is there, I feel as though. And I'm getting ready to do a whole video about this. So this thought is not like fully established yet. So forgive me if it makes no sense. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I want that on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, it used to be, they pre- remember they used to talk all the time about save 50% on mm-hmm. accommodations. That yeah. was their big push. Have you all noticed they don't talk about that oh, anymore? It's, no, it's gone zone now. Because oh. now they're trying to sell it as a, a higher luxury experience. And they're mm-hmm. getting away from the you know regular american family that used to buy into dvc because they did want to guarantee those disney vacations they wanted to stay in a villa and think about right. why they wanted a villa so they could have a kitchen so they could cook their own meals exactly. like this is who dvc originally catered to and when you hang out at my home resort old key west that's who's still there right there's yep. people that are bringing their own you know unloading their groceries from their car and they run into costco in orlando and and that mm-hmm. whole thing Yep. They're now trying to like rebrand it as this big luxury thing. They're putting a price tag on it that aligns with that, but they're still asking you to make your reservations 11 months out. They're still not giving you housekeeping. They're still putting all kinds of restrictions on when you can cancel your vacation yeah. and they're charging you more than, than they ever have. So right. to me, I agree with you. I think if, if you don't want to buy on resale market and you want to buy direct from Disney, unless you buy one of the older resorts, because now they're hitting you twice. They're hitting you with an increased price uh, per point to purchase, and then they're hitting you with a massive increase in points required to stay in the same level accommodations. Uh-huh. Right. So mm-hmm. Old Key West can still be a great value because you know we're staying. It's uh, we have 160 points, and we're staying six nights in a two-bedroom villa. So okay, for 160 points, that's pretty solid. Yeah, but if you wanted to stay at like a Polynesian in a just mm-hmm. a studio, you're going right. to blow through almost double that. Well, so, and that's, and, and that's kind of, and I don't mean to interrupt. No, um, do because I'll talk forever. Well, and that's we we've rented DVC points off of off of friends. Um, um, and we we've we've looked at those point charts, and you know. It hasn't been on the market, on the open market that we've rented points. It's because we were friends with someone and they're like, I'm not using them this year. Basically, here's what I need to cover my dues and you got it. So so it's a good value even on the market to rent points. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you're not getting the full... The, the the full accommodation experience, right? You you don't get housekeeping every day. You don't get uh, at any rate. Um, but you're exactly right. Like, you know, you, you try you start working with a friend or whatever to to rent those points, and you're like, okay, well, if they're charging me ten dollars a point or fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars point, whatever, right? You're like, okay, yeah, I, I'm gonna stay at the Poly. Then you look at it, and it's like, I'm still spending three grand on this right. week and a half trip. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm with you on that. There are some perks that I appreciate, like the DVC pool at the Polynesian, because we have stayed 
DVC there before. That DVC oh, pool is solid. So, so cool. But but you could still rent. You, you could still stay there. You could stay there for cash. You don't you even have to rent points. You can stay there for cash, and it's not that much more. And at that point, when you do stay there for cash, they come change everything out in your room every day because exactly. you're a hotel guest. And you have options like you can upgrade to concierge. You can do this. You can do that. And again... The, the whole thing is you're increasing the price by so much, but what are you giving me in exchange for that right. huge, massive increase in price? I And then on top of everything else, and this is the soapbox I could stand on all day long, <laughs> if you run the numbers and you are financing, mm -hmm. which Disney loves to do because it just takes a second. We're going to finance for you. It's going to be so easy, and, and it's only however much a month. If you actually do the math, what year do you end up saving any money at all on your accommodations yeah, you, because now you've paid all that interest and you just proved my point because yeah. you've paid three thousand dollars for the week to rent those points when you could have gotten a discount at port orleans french quarter oh yeah um you know i'm staying in a room in december for you know 189 dollars a night with a pass holder rate i love port orleans french quarter it's a beautiful we, resort when we went in july we got in the tower at coronado for 161 bucks a night see and that's what i'm saying you're yeah. prepaying vacations. Like everyone mm -hmm. needs to wrap their head around that. First yeah. of all, mm -hmm. Disney is not doing you any favors. The, as I like to say, and I want to put on a t-shirt someday, the house of mouse always wins, right? Mm -hmm. Just like the house always wins in Vegas. The house of mouse always wins. Yeah. The, <laughs> it, the, the mouse will always come out ahead. So mm -hmm. it isn't some big luxury secret. You can participate in the Disney family Right. Exactly the same. Um, right. I've I've kind of cringed at this kind of elite mentality that if you're DVC, you're so, I'm like if you're DVC, you're vacuuming your own mess that you make in your room. That is the elite <laughs> uh, special treat that you get. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, is that you know you say you say the mouse always wins, and it, it's it's not at least in my estimation. We're paying them to go there and have a good time. It's not like they're winning. You're getting value out of it. I agree. But I we're, agree. We're, we're, we're talking about like how to maximize your value. And it's it's the same thing as saying dining plan versus paying cash versus getting an AP for just one of the four people in your party so you can buy tables in Wonderland because you want to be able to eat appetizers and get drinks and get that 20 off. It's, it's literally what it comes down to. Every single conversation that happens on a podcast, a live stream, a vlog, or whatever. If you are going to Disney and you're looking at how to maximize your dollar, you have to plan and you have to run every single penny yeah. through that. If you're trying to do that, if you just want to go on vacation, boom. If you if well, you're all if you're always going to go to Disney, buy DVC. I, I don't care. I'm just well. Saying. I got a guy in my neighborhood. He's putting a fifty thousand dollar pool in his backyard. He's not right. going to get fifty thousand dollars back when he sells that house. In fact, I live in Atlanta. A lot of people don't even want a house with a pool in Atlanta because they know they've got to keep it up, and you can only swim like one month out of the year. <laughs> it's not either <laughs> boiling hot or too cold. So, right. if if he wants to do that and that makes him happy, mm -hmm. I am all for that. You go, sir, with fifty thousand dollars. But if you <laughs> think you're doing it, if your motive is either you think there's some special secret thing you're not getting because you're not DVC, that's actually not the truth. Or if your motive is you're going to save all of this money, that is also not the truth. So right. I think you're you're 100% spot on. If it's something that you just want, my gosh, how many things in life do we just want and we work hard and we get the money and we do it? My whole motive is that people walk in with the knowledge 
to understand what they're getting. Right. Exactly. And and if you if you know everything, and that's why sometimes I think I come out across not negative, but maybe more realistic than some. Um, Which is negative in this kindergarten country that we live in, but that's a whole other conversation now. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And you're talking about a massive amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem saying that it's an investment because it's an investment in your family and it's an investment in your vacations. So in that regard, totally. But as far as a financially, you know, the the best way to save money is you don't go to Disney, like you don't go on vacation. (laughs) So, you know, there's there's a there's a whole spectrum there that you can talk about. But um, yeah, just I, I did feel getting back to our original point with this whole thing. I felt like there was a little bit of a void of realistic videos about what DVC really is and what it isn't. And so, yeah, that's what I try to provide. And and you do that across a whole bunch of topics. We'll get we'll put a pin in DVC because we could we can do a whole podcast on this at some <laughs> point. So put a pin in it. We'll come back to it um, for sure. Um, but you, you have this again. It's the the education with entertainment, edutainment, if you will. If you will. <laughs> do we dare venture down the dining plan road? God, how much hate can people give a person over whether or not you pay in advance for your Mickey bar or whether you pay for it once you get to Disney? Dude, that video, I have never, vitriol is the word that I would use. That's an SAT word for you right there, right? What cracked me up about that is I did not know that the dining plan was like the Chicago Bears of the Disney universe. Like people who are going to defend it are going to defend it to the death. Oh my right? lord, that, is, that might be the best analogy I've ever heard about it. Like you could give them logic all day long about why it's not a good value and why it limits you and why all you're doing is giving, to, you can give them the logic, I don't care. It's the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life and you can't take away my dining plan. Like I'm not trying to take away your dining plan. I'm just trying to say that if you run the numbers, you may not be saving any money. If you still want to do it, go ahead. Yeah. Well, my, my thing is, is that you, you talk about the the value of it and then you say, well, look, run all the numbers. This is what it would be. And then they say, well, I like to prepay for it. Th- those are two completely different arguments. I'm down with wanting to prepay for your vacation. I have no issue. If that's the way you want to roll, go for it. But again, I and we touched on it, you know, we're, we're AP holders. And, and frankly, that's been one of the um, one of the best things we've done because we're fans of lounges when we go to Disney. So the, the food there is so good. Is so good. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think that the experience, even with our kids being younger, it's still Disney. You can go there for a lunch. You can go to Nomad for a lunch, have a couple drinks, enjoy that and get out of there at a 20% discount as opposed to either paying $60 for um, some, you know, burger over at Backlot Express or actually sitting down and paying so so anyway that's besides the point but the <laughs> the fact that there are uh, the fact that the argument comes across that it is have to have my dining plan i have to have my free dining that's my favorite free dining when you're paying rack rate i just saw the eye roll and you're gonna uh, the eye roll's not gonna read on the podcast no, but not. it was an extreme <laughs> eye roll yes <laughs> But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're again, Disney world is not going to give you a deal 
that is beyond what they expect for you to pay for the entirety of the trip. So it is a, a uh, again, I said it before, you have to run the numbers. Right, right. Have to. And, and Number, you know, when, numbers never lie. I don't mean to be, when I say the mouse always wins too, they should. They're the ones spending the money. I mean, they're not going to not be able to fund their operation. It is a corporation that needs to make money and we are paying them for a service. That is what right. you are getting into. But there are ways to do it for less and to continue to do it more often. And that's a lot of what this community is about, right? Absolutely. How many and, times and can it, we go to Disney for 12 grand a year? And if you can <laughs> figure out how to go twice for the same amount of money that everybody else would only go once, or you can figure out how to, you know, then, then yeah. you should do that. And, and I think we can help people. It, it's really more about taking, you've got this bucket of money that's your vacation bucket, whatever that, what, however much money is in that bucket. And if you want to go Disney, we're going to help you get the most amount of enjoyment for that bucket. And, you know, I don't take away my dining plan. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, even when I give the trick, I'm like, buy Target gift cards in advance and then preload them all onto one gift card. And it's like it's prepaid and there's no bill when you get help. You know, it's here's what I where I struggle is this idea that some. Somehow Disney is magically out for your well-being financially. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Everyone listening, please pay attention. Take notes. Disney does not care if you go broke. (laughs) (laughs) Like they, they want your family to have a fabulous vacation. It's not that they're not a feeling company, but your personal finances are your responsibility. And just throwing money away in any context is never a good idea. Right. Right. So, you know, just trying to offer some thinking behind the feeling. We all love Disney so much that we would just, you know, the whole give them all my money. Right. But why not think about it a little bit, and then maybe you can go two or three times for the amount you would have paid for that one trip. So. And you get more of that that uh, feeling that you want when you go there. Disney right. is by far tops in customer service in the world, and that's right. why we go there. That's 100% right. why we go there. That's why Universal hasn't overtaken them, even though they have a good product right down the street. It is not Disney, mm-hmm. and you're paying for that. Yep. Do a little bit of planning. Right. This is this is the sword that I will always die on. So. Yeah. No, I agree <laughs> sure. completely with you. And it, and it is people's money, and they worked hard for it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, a hundred percent. That's not. That's it's like not even not even in question. It's 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 you know do with it what you will, but don't 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 come attack someone who's just trying to help you save it. So. Although we both know, though, Dave, it's it's never a bad thing to have a fight in the comment section. It's good all around. It's good for the oh, channel. It's good <laughs> for my numbers. Oh, it's oh yeah. Good for, I'm like, y'all want to hey. go ahead and go to town in the comment it's, section, please. You have my blessing. Keep it civil and have a great time. It's a view every single time. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, please. I have, have absolutely zero problems with that. And, you know, I think you you do have to moderate really uh, strongly, and that's all part of it. I'm actually at the point now where I'm trying to, when I'm out of town and I can't watch comments, I need to have people checking on my comments for me. Right. Um, because, you know, there are things people, I've, I've tried to do that thing with blocked words so that it's pretty accurate. But, you know, I had a right. guy on a live stream post my home address while I was sitting in oh my, my home God. address. What? And, and, and I learned, in fact, it was, um, 
oh gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. We love them. They live stream all the time. Um, come on, Resort TV. Resort yeah, TV Josh, yeah. Uh, Josh was like, thank you. Josh, I love you if you're listening. I'm so sorry. Uh, um, he was like, so he, he and I were uh, direct messaging about it. And he said, put your home address as a blocked word. That way that will never happen again, you know, in, right. in all different. Re- and I was like, oh, well, that's genius. Why didn't yeah. I think of that, you know? Right. Um, so I'm learning as I go about that piece of it because there are some really crazy, hurtful people out there mm-hmm. and it's very minimal, but it exists and you mm-hmm. have to, you have to be aware of it. And especially because I do what I do pre- mostly by myself, it's a little bit scarier. Um, because even when, you know, I travel to Disney by myself a lot and Scott doesn't like to be on the channel. So typically I'm, you know, chief cook and bottle washer around here. So Right, right. I have to be a little a little more careful about things. Yes, trolls are real. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I so I've gone through a couple schools of thought with this recently of don't engage to um I sarcasm runs in my blood a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I engaging, speak sarcasm. Yeah, engaging in that capacity um is yeah, the other day I did do a, this guy did like ranted about how horrible I am for like three paragraphs. And I just commented back, you seem nice. I know, right? <laughs> and then I just left it because I was yeah. like, you know, I don't have time for this. But I also don't want to just delete it. And like, you know, you need to understand that there's an actual human being that right. is reading what you just wrote. Right. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It is we, funny. Like, we, And this is this is the, the first real engagement. We, we do a... Uh, a live stream this and that me and three other channels we rotated through right and uh someone someone commented on the most recent episode that we've had on our episode something about disney equals greed and then they should have stopped star wars after after episode (laughs) episode the original episode six so so after the original trilogy and we were talking about christmas so but we but we played it off as it was a halloween thing so (laughs) my response was cool What'd you think of our Halloween costumes? You guys didn't even talk about Star Wars. No, no, we didn't some, talk about Star Wars. Some weird comment. We, we, it was just, it was <laughs> completely random. Like some dude that just goes through and, and, and does that. But uh, oh, yeah, so uh, it's, uh, it's. <laughs> well, let's move on to more positive things because we've kind of gone. Well, we're, this is real. Dave. Real. Real stuff, right, Jen? <laughs> uh, it is real, but I'm with Brandy. Let's yeah, let's be positive. That's, that's Brandy's let's... the brains of the operation, as we have well established. So Obvious, obviously, <laughs> so so um, so you mentioned analytics a little bit. Um, are you a numbers person in general? That's your idea of a positive shift in the conversation uh, is yeah. to talk about Boring analytics. Dave, that bored me right there. I just thought <laughs> yawn. Um, am I a numbers person in general? Um, I am a numbers person like I'm a lists person. Everyone thinks I'm super organized because I make so many lists. It's because I have severe ADHD that I keep so many lists everywhere. (laughs) Same with numbers. I'm a numbers person because I'm really bad with numbers. And so I try, it takes me a lot more energy than it might someone else to look at those numbers and figure out what they mean and, and what I need to change or shift or whatever. And it is a bit of a black hole. You know, you can, you can, um, analyze yourself to death and waste a lot of energy it's all about return on investment at this point for me it's like okay i can focus on analytics for a little 
while, but really I, I make money and there are numbers when I create content. So if I'm taking so much time <laughs> looking at analytics that I then don't have time to create content that I'm not getting numbers and I'm not growing and I'm not making any money. So it doesn't, you know, there's a point of diminishing returns there that right. I try to, to walk very carefully. Well, well, one of, one of those numbers is 26.2, which is, uh, come up a lot in, in a lot of your vlogs and it is, uh, it has had, I'm assuming a rather large return on investment. What running and running a marathon has running, a good return on running investment. Running a marathon has a good return on investment, and or you sleep for the next five days. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I haven't. You know what though? So. Here's the thing about running a marathon, and this is like very positive, Brandy. So this is such a good. <laughs> this is such a good shift for us. All right, um, I'm ready. So, running a marathon, whether it is at Disney or Chicago, I had the extreme blessing of running the Chicago marathon, which was an unbelievable wow. experience. Um, you know, we had the New York City marathon last week. Um, it fundamentally changes the fabric of who you are as a human being in all of the best ways. Um, you you go through so much in the training cycle for a marathon. And I always say the marathon itself is the party to celebrate that you did all the training, you know, because the once you've done all the training, the marathon is is a blast. You know, for me, if, if you run like me, a marathon is about a five and a half hour situation. Um and that is just a, a ball of people cheering and being happy and, and cheering you on and yelling your name if you have your name on your bib, which is why you should have your name on your bib. Um, but yeah, it just changes. You realize if I could do that, and then when you're having like a bad day and you're discouraged in your own ability, you think, well, you know, I ran a marathon. <laughs> you know, so... So I may be having a bad day today, but I have somewhere in me the ability to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that the best thing I ever did for my channel was running a marathon because that was one of the best things I ever did for my life. You know, just to prove to myself that I could take a hard thing and do it. And having twins was the other thing that did that because you go, if I can raise twins and they're still alive and they're in college, <laughs> like what can't I do, you know? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> agree, agree wholeheartedly. Um, so with the whole marathon speak, there is such a thing as Run Disney, which you are a, I'm assuming, large fan of since pre-recording. We were talking about how many races you're running in the next four months. So I guess let's start at the beginning. How did you get into running? And then was it just a, a crossover of two hobbies and, and the bestest thing ever or what? Well, you said, and I think it was before we started recording, so I'll say it, what you said about being um, kind of an extremist, you know, like not, not in a right. bad way, but like if you're going right, to do right. something, you're going to do it all the way. That is so my personality. Like right. I'm, I decide I'm going to find out about, you know, whatever random thing it is. And five hours later, I'm still on the computer during, doing research because I – I get just kind of obsessed with things and, and I don't want to know a little bit. I want to know everything there is to know about everything. And I started running to deal with, um, I was struggling with some depression and postpartum and that led to regular depression. And I had a friend who was a runner who said, you know, before you go on medication and I do a whole video about this where I talk specifically about this journey. And let me say, if, if anybody needs to go on medication, you should be on medication. And it's a great um, plan. Work with your doctor. For me, however, once I started running, 
um, I did not need to do that. And that's always something that I, I walk really carefully. But the running was something I had to do for my mental health. Like if I wasn't running, nice. I was not fully myself. I just didn't feel right. Uh, and then the Run Disney piece kind of came in later as I fell in with a bad crowd. <laughs> right. Those of, Disney people. Yes. Of people that were like, hey, you know what you should do? is you know you and and you know years ago we had this website called tour guide mike that has now gone away and and mike did a lot of planning and i met some runners through that group and a lot of them were like now seems really old they were like in their 40s now oh, that wow. i'm sitting here at 49 right <laughs> and i'm like they didn't start running till their 40s i can start running and i always hated running so I'm like if they could do it i could do it and with literally within in a year of running my first mile without stopping, I was in training for my first marathon. So and it great. was the Walt Disney World Marathon. So great. Wow. So have you, yeah. have, you, have, you uh, have you done the dopey? No. And here's why I, now you should never say never, but here's why I have not done dopey. It has nothing to do with the distances. Because quite frankly, if you're already trained to run a full marathon, the you other three distances, it's yeah, not a big deal. Prior. It's, it's prior. the get-ups. It's the getting up at 2.30 in the morning four times in a row. I, we, I've done a couple challenges. I'm doing another one at princess in February. I don't even like doing it two days in a row because you're up at two right. thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you slept, you know, especially cause if you've got nerves going on and things mm -hmm. like that, I mean, I don't think I slept the night before Disney race till I'd done like 15 of them, you know, right. because you just, you, you try to rest your legs and lay there in the dark, but it's impossible. Um, I, it just feels torturous to me. And I, I love that people do it, and I'm, um, yay, you dopey runners, but I just don't have any desire to do it. Um, it's not it's not a bucket list thing for me or anything like that. So, yeah, no dopey that I'm aware of in my future. Well, you need to join me in the dopey snack challenge. <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave, Dave had a dopey challenge. <laughs> 46.2 snacks in four days. Oh, see, now that... I could maybe get on board with Dave. That is maybe a good way to go. So 42.6, 46.6, 42. right? What's the math? Um, 40, Dopey is 43.9, I think. Here, keep talking. We'll what, add it up while we what, go. What, what, whatever it is. So last year I went down for Marathon Weekend, and mm -hmm. I literally thought about this like four days prior to. And if I had prior to this it would have been planned out and executed and completed but i figured you would do a a snack for every mile yep that would be in the dopey yep. 46 46 two no 46. you know i'm not okay so if we've got if you've got 3.1 right, right plus right. 6.2 right plus 13.1 plus 26.2 equals 48.6 all right, so 48.6. Yeah. So 48.6 snacks. And I'm like, I could do that. But here's the easy thing to do. Go buy like nine Mickey bars and just eat those in a day. And that's mm -hmm. so you couldn't repeat snacks was the mm -hmm. second part of this. So, yes. There would I be need some... a spreadsheet. That, exactly. That, yeah. Totally needs a spreadsheet. But I'm telling you, this needs to be a thing. We need to make a, a bingo card. Mm -hmm. For 48.6 snacks. And then you have a 0.6 snack. Now, here's the thing that killed me was Cali Grill Brunch on Sunday. 
Yeah, because then you don't want to eat for four days oh, after oh. that. That'll that you got to train. You got you're gonna so have true. to train. That's all there is to it. You're gonna have to put on some buffet pants, and you're gonna have to train. <laughs> totally. I, I I got pretty far into it. I ha- I didn't add up the numbers, but it was somewhere in the mid 30s. Oh my gosh. Days. Well, you know, you tried. And that's I that's did. all that matters. You gave it your best <laughs> shot. Yeah, uh, you know, needs. when it really is, Dave, and and it sounds like you hang out with enough runners to get this. And Brandy, I'm sure you've been around this whole crowd. It, they are contagious, right? Like the mm-hmm. enthusiasm that Run Disney, and really that's true of runners across the board. It's not just Run Disney people, but the enthusiasm they bring to the table, mm-hmm. it makes everybody want to be a runner. And mm-hmm. it, it, there is this, um, there, running is the only sport where you can, like if, if you're a golfer, name name a really famous golfer. Like, well, I don't want to say Tiger Woods. Oh, your dog, he's so sweet. Oh, thank um, you. Like, you're not going to play, like, play in a golf tournament right. with Tiger Woods. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you could, I could run in a marathon with Kara Goucher. You right. know, she's running at the same time. We're not running the same pace, by all means. But, you know, we're doing it together. So there's this kind of leveling of, of uh, sportsmanship and athleticism and the way that runners, real runners, are always there for each other. Um, that I don't think you see in a lot of other sports and it's very life affirming for me. Well, well, I also, I also think that, and this is specific to Disney and run Disney, they throw a heck of a party. I agree. completely. and not only that, but of all of the races that you could go to for beginners to experts, novice, even, um, having just started, I feel feel like run disney is is and i haven't done a ton so i don't want to overstep and over over speak here but or misspeak here but i feel like disney is the most accepting of that with i feel a very very high time for mm-hmm. for the sweepers mm-hmm. um the the fact that it's not just about running it's about meeting rare characters as you're running around and standing right. in line for 15 minutes to do so right um but I, I had always said, and I was much like you, I'm like, why would I want to go to Disney and wake up at 2.30 in the morning and run? And if I'm down there for four days, I, I quote unquote, waste one of them because I'm going to be, you know, dead tired at two in the afternoon. Um, and then I went to the 5K finish line last year to cheer on one of our friends who, who was uh, running his first 5K. And it was a party at 6.30 in the morning. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a whole nother level. And my favorite is people that are running for the first time. I hear all the time there were a bunch of people that were down for wine and dine that, that will send me messages and say, I just ran my first race. And you were such a huge part of me realizing that if you could do it, I could do it. And that's kind of why I will always, my Run Disney content does worse than any of my other content across the board. It is right. consistently, and here's why. And let me just be a, a, let me just be completely egotistical. It's not because it's not good content, okay? Because <laughs> well, as far as like the level of the content itself, it's the same as as all my other content. It's not like right. there's a huge quality dip in a run Disney. It's just that there's not a lot of people that want to run. That's right. the reality. And but yeah. the people that watch those videos are so inspired by them, and it mm-hmm. means so much to them that as long as you know ten people are watching them. I'll keep right. doing them because they need that that motivation and that um, teamwork. Yeah, it's a niche inside of a niche, and especially coming from the Disney aspect. I mean, you could obviously reach out and, and, and you know 
cross contaminate with running vlogs and whatever. But but anyway, you know, it's a niche inside of a niche, so it's obviously going to be uh, uh, less viewed. But right. at the end of the day, um, the whole point of making content is to make content for the viewer in some capacity, right? right? And if people are getting value out of it and you're bringing value, that's the, that's, that's huge. And that, that's most, most important. Um, well, and I always say that my run Disney content watchers are my gifted and talented class, right? Because as opposed to a huge class of 60, that's, you know, all learning the regular curriculum. If you are looking for run Disney specific content, you are all in. Like if you're on YouTube and you are searching for run Disney, you're in and oh, you're yeah. going to watch that entire video. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my, my watch duration is always really long. There's right. always tons of comments. There's tons of interaction. There's just like a third of the views of anything else, but that's, we don't measure everything in views because I could throw something out there that has huge mass appeal, gets tons of views, but the engagement isn't there. And that's right. not as fulfilling for me as the creator. No, and I think as is a creator, and I'm this is a blanket statement, and I'm just gonna go carte blanche on this one. And I don't really care. Um, engagement is what we're looking for when we put out content. Um, yes, I want views. Yes, I want that. But at the end of the day, I would much rather put out something that was viewed a hundred times and have seventy comments, and yes. and actually have some real conversation with it that leads to something else. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that the views the views fund everything else. It's, it's my loss leader, right? You know how right. when a store has a, a loss leader to get oh, yeah. you in the door, mm -hmm. but they don't really want you to just come in and buy one thing and leave. They want you to fall in love with their brand. They want you to hang around. They want you to start telling your friends about how great the brand is. You know, those big engagement or those big uh, view posts bring people in the door, but the people that stay are the people that I really am loving getting to know. And I didn't know that would happen. Right. You know, I didn't right. know that that there would be like this tribe of people that that I really do now call my friends and community. So it's been really surprising in a happy way. Yeah, and that's that's a big theme that we we talk about kind of throughout this with with this uh, this Disney enthusiast community. Um, it's a amazing ton of how like close you get to people because that's you found your people. <laughs> it's truly finding awesome. your tribe. It's really weird to talk to someone about going to Disney three times in a year when they're like, why are you, the hell are you even going to Disney? Uh, <laughs> and we've all had those conversations, but it's, it's great to be able to, to relate with technology, yeah. converse and, and, and meet and, and create yep. those friendships. Um, yep. I mean, to, to a point that like, then you meet in person and you're like, how is this the first time we've ever met in person? Like, I feel like, it's like I've known you for 15, 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, I literally, some of, I now have people that I travel with and share hotels with, and, you yeah, know, right. that, that I met on the internet, you know, ax murderer <laughs> friends. That's, that's just the way that, uh, is that the way you classify them because yeah. I'm writing that down. Yeah. And my ax murderer friends for sure. Yeah. For sure. Cause you don't know. I mean, you meet these people. I mean, uh, my friend Coral, she's we travel together all the time now, and and we like like feel like family. Um, my friend Allison, same way, you know. It my friend Brooke. It's like people that I met because of Disney, but but we've now spent so much time together. And I do think there is a similarity of people that love Disney personality wise that mm -hmm. it it makes it. You're kind of guaranteed you're probably going to get 
long okay you know right. because you, your priorities are are usually pretty similar so um yeah super grateful for that and super grateful to have people i can hang out with that don't roll their eyes at me every five minutes right. because i'm talking about you know something disney or running related yet again oh my gosh <laughs> So true, though. It's so, just so true. So, so speaking of Disney, we've we've talked a lot of. Uh, I know. I feel like we need a part one. Oh, we're going. There's going to be a part two, Jen. We'll, we'll talk. Jen, okay. Because um, this is so for, fun to talk for, with her. For for so, sure. But we do um, need to do our lightning but, round. It's really not lightning, but it's the opposite of lightning. <laughs> What's the opposite of lightning? Me? I'm assuming molasses. <laughs> is it the, the, is it the molasses round? round? It's a sloth round. Sloth round. I like that. I like that. No, don't make him do the sloth, please. I can't. I can't. I told him if he did that one more time. I can't take it. The sloth. Oh, my gosh. So, no, no, Dave. No. Jen, what? What did you do, Jen? Is your favorite Walt Disney World Park. Oh my gosh. Brandy, I'm sorry. I didn't I, know what I was doing. You should be. I, I love you, but you should be because it's going to be awful. I am, I am so, <laughs> so sorry. I could not have known. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me because no, this is going to be brutal. What is my favorite Walt Disney World Park? Yes. Is that what you asked me? That Don't is, repeat the question. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, I'm done. I, I'm only going to do one. <laughs> okay, good. Um, seriously, park? Was that the question? Yes, Walt Disney World park. park. Okay. Or does it have to be Disney World or can it be? We usually any. stick with we Disney can, World, but anything because. Any, it's a okay. Yeah. Because I think um, if you watch any of my Disneyland vlogs, which basically were like a romance comedy between me and <laughs> Disneyland, it was a rom com. <laughs> it was a Jen Goes to Disneyland rom com. Um, Disneyland Park in California is by far my favorite Disney park anywhere in the universe. Um, and that nice. is, you want more on that? It's lightning round. So yeah. that's all I'll that's say okay. about that. Watch my Disneyland Fa videos if you want to know why. There you go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> favorite ride in your favorite park? Uh, Peter Pan's Flight. Mm. Uh, favorite Peter Pan's Flight, West Coast or East Coast? West Coast. Ooh. Interesting. I love it. Favorite ride outside of your favorite park? Oh gosh, not, that... not in your favorite park. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm um, right now. I'm going to go with Flight of Passage. Mm. That's okay. everyone's answer, by the way. That's yeah. literally well, everyone's answer. It, be cool. it really... It's deservedly so. Yeah. There's just, and I've now had the privilege of riding it way more than any person in America should be able to say they've ridden that ride, like to the <laughs> point of just gluttony. It's flight of passage gluttony is what it is. There we go. Um, it, it's, it's just a, it's a feat of a lot of different things that come together and it's, it's a spiritual, like, laugh at me all you want, but it is, it is a spiritual experience when you I go agree. on that ride. <laughs> no, I agree. hundred percent. Yep. I, I, I agree. They did a very good job. Yep. That, that was in my estimation. Pandora was like the dry run for for uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh -huh. and the the epitome of that in my again in my estimation is Flight of Passage. The immersion that you feel, not just in the ride, but they did a really good job of making the queue 
really, really long. And oh. and you walk up. Even the fast pass line, you're 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 tr- you're, you're transitioning into that world. I, mm-hmm. I just I thought they did a great job. And it has so. worked. You know, I mean, that's the thing mm-hmm. that I think you can you can technology all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best technology in the world, if the story doesn't have heart, and if I if you don't hook me into the story, and that story. Um, whether you liked the movie or whether you did the way they presented in the ride really mm-hmm. does draw you in to something that we can all relate to. And so that piece of it, I mean, golly, can't wait. We just made my fast pass reservations. It, <laughs> it's, the, so. it's the closest thing they have done to uh, new creative IP in a long time mm-hmm. without, mm-hmm. without stealing from, or not stealing, without taking from something that is already in place. Avatar obviously was around but it was not a Disney entity. Still is right. But there's more movies to come, and no one knows what they are. And uh, and frankly, they made me care about a franchise that I really yes. could give two craps about. Right. Well, and the funny thing was when Avatar came out, what everybody said was the story's weird, but it's such a beautiful film. So what they what the they did in the Pocahontas it is Pocahontas and and the plot <laughs> it was too long and there were yeah. plot issues and there was all of this and that but no one disagreed that it was an incredibly beautiful world that they created Agreed. so I feel like in the ride they almost like rebirthed the film into yep. something that we can all go oh yeah that was really good yeah <laughs> like they Agreed. took the best <laughs> part of that <laughs> Agreed Agreed Brandy questions Ooh it's your it's your favorite sit down restaurant. On Disney property. Okay, this one is going to surprise you, but it's totally a nostalgic um, choice for me, and that's going to be Beer Garden. Ooh. Yes! Um, it is where um, I went to Epcot the first year it opened with my parents, and we ate at Beer Garden the year that it opened. And nice. it was always my dad's favorite restaurant. He has since passed. So we always go back to Beer Garden, mm-hmm. always, always, always. And it's just, it is our family tradition. So I there you go. It. Tiki tucky, tiki tucky. Hoy, hoy, hoy. Love it. Love it. Um, it's actually. It, we do like going there. I it's like so beer fun. garden. I think that it's the, the food's. Um, it's okay. The food's yeah. okay. The, the food's okay. It's traditional. It's and the thing is, is like, if you like that type of food, it's bland German food. No offense to Germany, but the mm-hmm. sausages aren't like Ronto's wrap sausage, but. It's, it's it's good food, but the entertainment is stellar, and yeah, that counts for yeah, something. They are awesome. I just remember going there as as a kid, and you're inside this Bavarian village, and it's you know daylight outside, and it's it's nighttime in there, yeah. and the 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 whole I don't know. It just was was such a fantastical place for me. And then yeah. when my boys were young. I even like that you sit with other families and it's mm-hmm. got that community spirit to it. And yeah, we absolutely adore it there. For sure. Fun place. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Favorite, you're a lounge fan. We mentioned oh. that, correct? All right. Favorite lounge. So I, you guys already mentioned Nomad. So I don't know if I want to say that, but. Um, you it's your favorite. Oh, okay. I do love it in there. Right, fit, um, fit. And we'll, okay, I'm going to add now though. And you can let me caveat. Just, it's can I be like, a brat? Can I yeah. add a caveat? Um, I'm really a fan now of the Club 33 Lounge at Magic Kingdom. Oh. That's a good way to go. There yeah. Go. Yeah. That, I was just in that lounge for the very first time a couple months ago. And um, well, I guess. In, in September, and uh, it's got a uh, Jules Verne "20,000 Leagues Under the Sea" vibe going on, oh, and man. so the 
it's two stories, which is the only club lounge at Disney World that's two stories like that. And as you know, I can't tell you why I get into Club 33 because then I'd have to kill you. You know how that yeah. goes. So you don't talk about Fight Club. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly like Fight Club. <laughs> you know, it's remarkable how much Club 33 is like Fight Club. <laughs> I'm sure. Because everyone knows about it, but no one's allowed in. Um, but a funny story on that. I, I did find out. Well, first of all, the best way to get into Club 33 is to not pay for it yourself. Agreed. Second of all, on a really, really hot day, you can actually hang out in there for like five hours and realize that you came into, I tried to do the vlog for that day that we did that and I was like okay we were in Magic Kingdom all day and we did Tiki Room, Carousel of Progress and People Mover. <laughs> I don't know how to vlog this. I'm like we were really enjoying this amazing wine and it was funny because one of the cast members had um, known that there was a wine that I liked because he served it to me at the lounge at Epcot wow. the day before. And for some random reason, he happened to have been working the Magic Kingdom Lounge. So he comes around the corner and he says, Jen, I, I have that wine for you. We, I got another bottle of it. Do you want that? I'm like, sure. And, and, and the only problem is because it's not really my life. This I'm borrowing someone's life when I go uh -huh. and do this Club 33 stuff. Yeah. Right. You, you start to think that it, that's who you are. Right. Like, you're sure. like, you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, um, well, hi. All of it, the whole bottle. Yeah, it's it's just a very strange. But you know, you still have to pay for all your food and drink up there, which that was a big eye opener for me. I was yeah, like, that's surprising. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, the the, the lounge. So my my publicly accessible lounge is going to be Nomad. Nice. My not publicly accessible is going to be the Magic Kingdom at, uh, and you know where it is. It's right next door to Skipper Canteen. Yep. Yep. Same so, kitchen. yeah. So that was bratty, and I apologize. No, that was, that I was, love it. I like live vicariously it's, it's a, through it's, these. It's, like I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. It, it's okay. Hashtag humblebrag. <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is too is I bought earrings. You guys may have seen awesome. in some of my videos. I have Club Thirty Three earrings. And I had someone who's a member is like, you need to check with your member because you're not supposed to show anything that goes on there. And I'm like, first of all, it's not the CIA. Second of all, <laughs> if Disney, I bought them and they are in my ears. So good luck trying. And why would they sell merchandise that has that on it if they don't want me to wear it? Like, right. Well, uh, that's what Brandy, the only thing Brandy want, wants is a Club 33 Dooney. Oh, uh, because, it. but this is why. It's not, I obviously I've never been to Club 33, but it's Disney. What? I'm kidding. Let's oh, I'm like, I'm like, you're in trouble right now because I'm just fighting this out. So it's Disney, but it's also, we're originally from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. So okay. Groundhog Day is a huge, crazy celebration there. And it is the 33rd day of the year. So it's like the two things come together. Well... So, that's and you like, never, what I would say to that is you literally never know. Because one thing we know about the Disney community is they are wicked generous, right, Brandy? Yeah. Like, this is kind of, that's how I was able to go on that VIP tour that I just Aww. went on this last that's trip. So that's sweet. how I yeah. get, you know, people are, Disney people in general are the kindest, most generous people ever. They so really you really you are. may be... And, and I, I would venture to say if you two suddenly came into money, I mean, I'm not making assumptions. I'm not a Club 33 member. I could not afford to be. But if, if some windfall happened in your life and all of a sudden you were Club 33 members, you'd be mm -hmm. 
inviting people up there all the oh time. Oh my gosh, yeah. Hard. So yeah, I'm just saying it's yeah. not actually that surprising to me that Disney loving people that I have met through the channel mm-hmm. then are generous that way because of course right. they are, right? Right. So, right. so this 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 is awesome. funny. I now have two different sets of friends that are Club 33, and the one set is a little more subdued, and the other set are crazy wild people. <laughs> so I'm in the lounge at Epcot with the more subdued set and they were kind of new to club 33 so they were still being kind of polite or whatever and i get a text message from the other people and all she says is i see you (laughs) that's so great she was like i see you're cheating on me with another club 33 member and she's like try to deny it and then of course they (laughs) came in the club and then all of a sudden like the whole tone of the place shifted from this like pinkies tea party to you know i'm just get another round and you know people are being loud and you know so it's great it it really it really is although i i do tease them because i always end up paying for drinks when we go up there because i'm like well it's your membership and you've invited me up so i tease my one friend whose membership it is i'm like i think this is your way to always get free drinks at disney so (laughs) (laughs) come on jen let's go let's go it'll be awesome we'll hang out for five hours and you can pay no i'm just kidding (laughs) uh yeah it's okay we did that at Jelly Rolls. We won't talk about it. Oh, Jelly we, Rolls. You and your friends. Me and the Mr. Dave. Crew. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You that crazy boys. They're boys trip. It takes a commitment to get drunk at Jelly Rolls. You've got to you've got to really buy a lot of drinks. Well, yeah, because I think it's like a half ounce of liquor for every. Yeah, that that is yeah. that is a level of commitment um, that you got to be there a long time. Well, the the, the the real trick is you go to Bellevue prior to. Ah. There you go. Because they have a fantastic bourbon selection. And yes. then yes. transition. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway. That's another, that's another show. <clears throat> All right, favorite resort at Walt Disney World? Uh, the Contemporary. Really? Mm-hmm. Does that surprise you? Yes. We've never stayed there, so I really... Yep. I got nothing to go on other than the fact that I like California Girl. Well, because that first trip to Epcot when I was a kid, we we took the monorail through Epcot, and I determined that someday I would be coming back to Disney with my family, and we would stay at the Contemporary. Nice. And we actually did it, and it was our first big family trip back to Disney, and that is still my favorite. So awesome. I like the nostalgia. I had you nailed as a Polynesian girl. I like Polly, um, but uh, Scott and I stayed there back in 1994, um let me date myself a little bit and um although i should date myself what better date could there be brandy than myself yeah (laughs) true i might name your perfect date april 26th um that's a dad joke fyi um so yeah i of course we love old key west because that's our home resort for dbc um and that's like home but as far as like if i had could stay anywhere and I like the poly, but um, yeah, I just like the contemporary more. That's just so, her place. It's my place. Her place. And where else can you stay where Nixon gave his I am not a crook speech, really? It's true. I mean, nowhere. nowhere. It is the only place. Well, you got, you, you got two very historical spots in the old school monorail, and that is I am not a crook at contemporary and Beatles breaking up at the poly. It's true. It's true. Lots, lots of stuff there. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff happens at Disney. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not like Vegas. 
Yeah. If it happens at Disney, everyone knows about it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That is true. So what is your favorite Disney snack? What's your must-have? Um, so we're going to go back to Disneyland because it's got to be the churros at Disneyland, which are not the same animal as the churros at Disney oh. World. The churros at Disney World are swill and should not be consumed by humans. The wow. churros at Disneyland <laughs> are actual, yeah, like... I don't know what they do to them at Disney World to make them so god awful. Do they soak them in something? I have no idea. But kerosene. They, they soak them in kerosene. They are like this gross, chewy. A churro when should be like crispy. You should be able to hear it when you bite into it, but it should not be hard. Like it's a whole thing, right? The <laughs> the um, ones at Disney World are not good at all. So at Disney World, I would say. Um, my favorite snack is going to be the pretzel, but not just any pretzel, Brandy. It can't be just a regular Mickey pretzel because okay. those are not actually good. You're going to go to Germany and you're going to get a real pretzel. <laughs> now, Dave, I will tell you, the top of the World Lounge at the Contemporary, which if we are ever all there at the same time, I will take you because I'm a DVC member. So I, I'm sure you guys have been there, right? I have. She, she has. has okay. I went for the first time in January. All right. Well, we'll August. I'll get you guys up there the next time we're all there together. They actually serve a Bavarian pretzel that is a proper Bavarian pretzel like the one in Germany. And they, they serve it with the mustard and the whole thing. But yeah, yes. the pretzels in Germany. I had the pulled pork sliders up there and it was out of this world. Yeah, it's it, I love it there. And I love going when they first open and there's really nobody there. And it just feels like this very exclusive experience. It, so. it's, uh, it's, it's really awesome. Um, I was fortunate enough to get up there with a whole bunch of friends. Uh, actually, Josh and Jenna from Resort TV One. Yep. Um, uh, and <laughs> randomly we get up there and <laughs> Josh and Taylor from WTW Couple were yep. up there. And it's just like, hey, yeah, vlogger party. And then we just, guys. and then yeah. all the dis and that guys, obviously. And, and it was just. You had fun. It was fun. It's fun. Aren't you fine? yourself as you guys have more and more Disney friends like when you go down there you do spend so much time just hanging out with people and chatting and enjoying their company and it's like the this is our first we're in January it's our first big family trip in two years mm -hmm. and it's like it's been so long since I've done a Disney trip where I've actually like ridden rides <laughs> <laughs> I know we like have to plan for meeting time and then other time yeah it's yes. crazy sometimes I'm like Dave we gotta figure out like our trip we need more days yeah. Well, and that's that's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing, and you know, you, you say that and you go down, and it's uh, it's an awesome feeling, and it's just it's I don't want to say it's surreal, like you know we, we've we've been in this community for going on a couple years now, and like the first real big trip because we we really until this last year we really only got down once a year. Mm -hmm. maybe twice if we pushed it but like it's like okay so we're gonna meet these folks for the first time and then like then you start you meet them in, in, in person and i think that that has a lot to do with with uh you know it, it expanding any relationship right but like then all of a sudden it's like you're texting them and then it's you just you you rolled it. it's like all right so we got this this day this this day all right we're gonna schedule <laughs> this dinner like we had um it was there was 11 of us at toledo's oh um, in a special room, uh, and it was, it yeah, was so crazy. It was, was, it was, what, Jen and Dale, Corey, mm -hmm. um, uh, Maria, Maria, uh, Brayson and Crystal from, for Love the Mouths. It was, it was insane. And honestly, they put us in a, in a, a side room 
<laughs> and if they would have put us in the regular dining room, it probably would have been overbearing, yeah. overbearing for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I get that. I get that. They, that was for everyone's protection that it they was. put you in the in the private room. <laughs> the boys were like hiding behind curtains and stuff. It was oh, like, so crazy. great. It was yes. So great. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I love it. I love it. Yes. That's but great. But you're, you're, you're exactly right on, on that. All right. All right. So, sorry, Jen. So Jen, <laughs> we, we, we wrap everything up usually in a nice little bow, but not really. Um, we wrap everything up with this question. Always. It's pink. Um, <laughs> we, we, we wrap up with this question and it is, if you could relive a single moment that you've experienced at Disney again, what would it be? So it would be um, one of our sons. We finally made it to Disney World and he had watched all of the videos and he had seen um, so much promotional material from Disney. And we walked in the gates and he was six years old and he stood in front of the train station and he very quietly just stood there and we couldn't figure out what was going on. And so my oldest son was nine and the twins were six. And this is Matt. He's my youngest twin. Um, but he always says he's the baby because that's how it works with twins. And we, he was just really still. And we thought, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? And we kind of come around the front to look at him. And the kid is doing like, um, you know, uh, tearing up cry, like an emotional, not not like crying, but just like his eyes are filled with tears. And he's looking at the train. And we had been through some financial instability, so it took us a lot longer to get our kids to Disney than what we had wanted. And watching his face, I, I would relive that Aww. all day long and twice on Sundays. That was, and to me, that was like the epitome of what you want someone to feel when they walk into a Disney park. You know, just that this magical place that I've dreamed yeah. about really exists, and now I'm getting to walk into the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's Agreed. my moment. Oh, I love it. That is absolutely. Fantastic. Yep. So Jen, as we as we wrap up here, um, what do you got coming out, coming down the pike? What the what's new in in, in Jen's world? Yeah. And also Joyful Living with Jen, which is second channel. So yep. um go for so, it. So main channel, I'm um trying to work through my cruise vlogs, although my Canon G seven X Mark II, the uh, microphone died on me and I did not know that till I got home. So much of my cruise footage is um, unusable. Um, So I'm kind of doing some narration and experimenting with the footage as best I can, but it's not, but it is what it is. I mean, I think everybody who vlogs for any amount of time has something like that happen and Mm -hmm. we're just kind of moving forward. Um, I'm right this second, I'm putting up probably Friday, my uh, full review of the Coronado Springs, the Kronos Club, the club lounge at uh, Coronado Springs, Mm -hmm. which was an incredible experience. And then on Joyful Living, I'm actually leaving on Monday on a 10-day Viking Sea cruise in the Eastern Caribbean. Wow. So that's going to be with my mom and all of that. And she's great on camera. She's hysterical. So I'm looking forward to that. And that will all live on the Joyful Living channel. And then over there, we'll have a whole bunch of holiday videos and things like that coming up. So, so yep. many fun things. Oh, my gosh. That sounds good. I'm excited. So yeah. much fun. So much fun. <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited, Dave. So, so Jen, I I feel like I feel like this conversation is nowhere near over. So we need to have you on again. Absolutely, I would love and, it. And and soon. So in the meantime, folks, make sure you go check out Jen on YouTube, Twitter, really Twitter, which is going to be the big next conversation. 
Instagram, and soon to be TikTok. Once we have some conversations. Oh, off, no one help me. Off, off air. So, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, you guys, thank you. Always enjoy your thank content. You. Love listening to your podcast. So thanks for having me on. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us here today. Once again, a huge thank you to Jen for joining us. Make sure you follow her on all things social media. Also check out her second channel, Joyful Living with Jen LaForge. Also on the YouTubes and while you're out there scrolling around the endless, endless void that is the internet, go ahead and give this podcast a rate and review on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, catch us on all the things YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and obviously YouTube at Brandy and Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Disfluencers Podcast, and we'll see you again real soon.